helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we'll be talking about a very, very important topic. Today's topic is about how to know if you are dating the wrong person. Yes, this is a very important show for a number of you uh, Christians out there, both young and old. Maybe you have been through uh, a divorce, maybe your relation, first relationship ended and you're thinking about starting a new relationship. Maybe you're young and just falling in love and you want to know, how can I go about finding the right person? Or maybe you're dating and you want to know, is this the right person? Today's show is about that. We are going to be sharing some tips with you about how you can know if you're dating the right person or the wrong person. And and so, with me in studio today to navigate this topic and to give her slant on this topic in a very interesting way, as she usually does, is Melissa Wagot. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks, Michael. It's so great to see you again. Yes, it's a pleasure being here. And for those of you who are first-time listeners, let me tell you a little about Elam Counseling Services. You can find out more about us by going to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And uh, we want to also let you know that we are more than just a radio show. We do offer professional counseling that is covered by most insurance companies, and we offer that counseling from a Christian perspective. And so if this is something that's of interest to you, we want to direct you to our website, which is elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or we always encourage you to give us a call at 613-699-1677. If you are on our website, please be sure to check out the number of resources that we have there, as well as take a listen to our past podcasts for the radio show um, and links to different informational videos and things like that. The other thing we wanted to ask uh, our listeners this week before we get into today's show is to remind you about our upcoming emotional healing retreat on the weekend of June 9th to 11th and to continue to petition you guys to pray for us fast for this weekend. Um, we really believe that breakthroughs are going to be happening in the lives of the individuals who will be joining us for that weekend. And we really believe that for the most breakthrough and the most advancement to happen, it really is going to be through the power of prayer. So we're asking our faithful listeners, and for those of you who may have just joined us for this week, but believe in the power of prayer to um, begin to petition uh, on our behalf that God would grant breakthroughs in the lives of the individuals that are attending, grant wisdom to the counselors who'll be attending, um, made divine appointments happen that weekend, because we really are expecting big things for that weekend of June 9th to 11th at Providence Point in Lanark. We also want to remind you if this is something that you unfortunately missed out on this go around we will have upcoming retreats uh, in the fall and if you are interested to give us a call at 613-699-1677 so you can get your name on that list i would like to remind you that we are a non-profit organization we do all that we do from a non-profit perspective so if you'd like to sponsor uh, someone to go on future healing retreat. This this one is fully booked out, but we'll be having more healing retreat. Or if you'd like to contribute to the cost of someone doing counseling, you can uh, give us a donation by going to our website and donate by any of the means uh, indicated on 
our website. So again, thank you very much for listening and thank you for those of you who have prayed for this ministry and those of you who have contributed to this ministry. You can contribute in different ways. If if you if you do not have the financial ability but you're able to donate your time, to you, you have a, a gift or a talent or some way in which you think you could be a blessing to this ministry, then give us a call at 613-699-1677. We'll be happy to speak with you. So as you said off the top, Michael, today's show is all about how do you know when you're dating the wrong person? Why is this such an important topic that you want to discuss it today? Well, I I think I have seen a number of people over the years, after doing about 10,000, over 10,000 hours of counseling, I realized that People come to me in broken relationships, in a lot of pain and heartaches. And I have over the years observed that these individuals who are in broken relationships, that there were signs very earlier on in their dating when I would ask, how did you meet? What were some of the things that were happening during your courtship? I I've quickly realized that there were some mistakes that were made. There were some red flags that were not uh, paid attention to. And if those red flags were paid attention to, then the heartache, the frustration, the broken relationship, the children who are in broken homes, all of those things could have been avoided. So I think this is a very important topic because there are many people who might be listening today who are contemplating relationships. Or maybe you've been in a relationship for a while and you're thinking, should I continue on this in, in this relationship? Should we get married? And so I think this show is very, very important in that it's going to give you some indicators, some things that I have come up with over, over this 10,000 hours of counseling that can help you to to prevent making the mistakes that others have made. So what kind of red flags were these people um, experiencing early on in their relationships? I think one of the first red flag that I see a lot is that during the dating process or very earlier on, the person who, who the person starts exhibiting signs of trying to isolate the partner from their family members or from friends. So if you are in a relationship and you're with someone who complains whenever you want to be with your friends, whenever you want to to spend time with your family members, pay attention because this could signify very big problems down the road. People who isolate, to try to, to isolate people, usually are people who are very insecure and they are troubled by just the thought of you spending time with someone else. So the longer this relationship per, the, proceed, the, the more you get deeper in this relationship, the more that control, that, that intent to isolate is going to become a problem because it doesn't get better. It will continue throughout the relationship and the more committed you get into that relationship, the tighter the reins will get. And so how do you end up differentiating the isolation piece from just when you're first dating someone and you just want to be around them all the time and they're just, I just want to be around you. We're just getting together and there's that almost like magnetic attraction. How is that different than isolation? Or is it different? I think that, that wanting to be with each other should be a mutual thing. 
right? Where if you're dating someone and you're both so in love with each other, it's it's normal that you both want to spend time with each other. And that is common in healthy relationships. But in healthy relationships, that doesn't happen at the expense of other important relationships. In other words, you're spending a lot of time alone, but you still find time to, 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 to be with other important people. And the person that you're with don't get offended or upset at you if you get a phone call from from your mom or if you have to spend a, a night out with, with the girlfriends, for example, because th- that's a healthy sign that you can be close, you can have this bond, but you can still have a balanced life where you can find times to do other things. So uh, people who are insecure, they will try to get you to spend time with only them because anything else, family members, friends, or even hobbies that you want to be a part of becomes a threat because it's taking time away. And this time away from them makes them feel threatened. So they will try to isolate you. And the ways in which uh, this attempt to isolate you happen can, can vary. It can be outright, no, I don't want you to go, or it can be more subtle, where, for example, a person might not say no, but you know that every time that you spend 15 minutes speaking to your mom on the phone or 15 minutes speaking to anyone on the phone, you get a very grumpy, uh, unhappy partner after that. So after a period of time, you learn, even without this person saying anything, that, oh, I shouldn't spend so much time on the phone with with anyone else, or I shouldn't go out with with, with friends because I come home and I am neglected for the next several days. Sexual privileges may be withheld and so forth. So if you're in that kind of relationship and that is happening, that is a sure sign that there might be bigger issues down the road that is going to come as a result as a result of this attempt to isolate. So isolation is a red flag we should look for. What other red flags have you noticed over your practice? Another big red flag that I find, and this is becoming more and more common, I, I see where in in relationships in the dating process there are people who will sometimes go for several years unbelievably so but sometimes for years without being introduced to the person the other person's uh, f- close family members and friends so if you are in a relationship you're dating someone and this person keeps putting off introducing you to their family members and to their their close circle of friends, it could be that there is something that they don't want you to find out because you can get a lot of information from just being around family members and friends. So if the person won't introduce you, it's a red flag. If they introduce you, but they don't introduce you as their girlfriend or the person that they're seriously dating, then that's another red flag because it could mean that they they are, are, are not wanting to identify that they're in a relationship with you because this will 
send, this will trigger comments by other people in the in their close circles who know that they are probably with someone else, or or that they they have something that they haven't told you. And so if you're seeing this, that you're dating someone, it's been a while and, and you can't get that introduction as their as their their significant other or as or, or to their family members any at all, then pay attention because a lot of times people are hiding something and they won't let you into that into their close world because they're afraid of what you're going to find out. And so what kind of things are people hiding then? You alluded to some of them being maybe another relationship. Is there ever a positive form of hiding? Maybe they're, it sounds awful, but maybe they're embarrassed of their family. Is that equally bad or is it the, more the issue that they're lying? Yes, I, I've seen that as well, where it could be that they're embarrassed about their family. There might be mental illness in the family. And so if this person shows that tendency where you know, they won't introduce you even because of things that they're ashamed of. I think that's an alarm bell as well, because what it means is that this person has the capacity to hide things from you. And if they're hiding something as important as that, instead of being open and honest to say, you know what, there is this problem in my family. I have a mother who is schizophrenic or a father who is schizophrenic. And, you know, you know, just be prepared that when you meet them, they might be like this. If they're hiding that, then chances are that they will also be hiding other things as well. So regardless of the cause of, of what's behind it, it's very important to pay attention to, to, to that kind of exclusion. If you're being excluded from these, these important circles of friends and family members, it's a big red flag that you should pay attention to. What else should people watch for? The other thing that I see is there are a lot of women, especially, who are getting hurt. They, they, they have their emotions trampled upon and their dignity robbed because they stayed too long in ambiguous relationships. What is an ambiguous relationship? <laughs> By ambiguous relationship, I've seen the, these relationships in which people stay sometimes for for years where they're not sure whether they're, they're dating or they're not dating, whether or not they're going to be married or they're not going to be married, whether or not they're going to be engaged or not be engaged. So if you're in a relationship where you can't tell where the relationship is heading because you're getting mixed messages or, or because the person might be wanting wanting all the benefits of a committed relationship, all the benefits of a, a long-term committed relationship, but without really saying we are in a committed long-term relationship, that's a big red flag. So I've seen people who, girls, as I've said before, women who get into relationship with men who say, well, we're just friends, we're not really dating, but they're going out all the time, and then it gets more intimate. They're, they're having sexual intercourse, but we're not really dating, we're just friends. And then these young women, or sometimes old women, become confused because now we're having intimacy, but we're not really dating. What is it? What is it? We're having these very precious time together, but we can't seem... To, to come to this point where we officially say we are dating. Or maybe you are dating, but that next step of 
we are getting engaged or we're getting married just remains very ambiguous. I, I remember one case where this young woman, she was becoming more and more frustrated because she the, the engagement was supposed to happen, but it keeps being pushed back. And whenever she she would think that he's going to engage her, it wouldn't happen. And then one day she was so so elated and happy because he he brought a ba- a box, and there was obviously it looks like a ring was in the box. And she said, "Finally, now we're going to get engaged." And then he gave her a ring, and she's, "Oh wow, you know, I'm so happy. This is fine." And he said, "No, this is not an engagement ring. We're just engaging to see if we should be engaged." Mm-hmm. So it it was a it was a next step, but it was like the pre-engagement engagement. I would have thrown the box in his face, I think. That's my natural reaction. But you can see how that's frustrating. And what is a sign of it if someone is in this ambiguous relationship? Because some people would say, what's in a name? Like, why do we need to label it? Yes, I think if you're in a relationship like this where you have this ambiguity that is making you uncomfortable and the, the person is just keep putting off that next step in the relationship and send you mixed signal because like now we're having close intimacy, but tomorrow we are distant and I don't hear from you for a few days and then you turn up out of the blue and we are, we are intimate again. If you're in that type of relationship, you, you are dating someone, you're with someone who maybe have commitment uh, phobias. They, they don't want to commit because they're afraid of commitment. Or it could be that you're with a player, as, as, the, as it's commonly called, that you're with someone who just wants to have all the fun. Or not, you're with someone who wants to have all the fun and the benefits of a committed relationship, but not not commit and and not make that step take that final step and 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 you know step up to the plate and 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 do all that is involved in a committed relationship because committed relationships call for sacrifice and commitment and there are many people out there who want to have all the benefits of a relationship but is not willing to make those sacrifices and not not willing to commit if you've just joined us you're listening to the life transformation radio show today we're talking about signs you can look for if you're dating the wrong person if you've missed the first part of the show we encourage you to check out our website at elimcounselingministry.com elim is spelled e-l-i-m counseling with two l's ministry.com or give us a call at 613-699-1677 to listen to the part that you've missed so michael we're just wrapping up the third uh, red flag that you've identified Mm -hmm. which was ambiguous relationships what other things should people look for in their relationships to see if they're maybe not with the right person. One of the things that I find that is also very important is that if, you, if you're dating someone and this person shows an insensitivity to the feelings of others, this should be a red flag to you. But a lot of times we see that this is mistaken as, you know, this person is standing up for me, they're being assertive, they're standing up for their rights, and it's looked on even in a positive light. For example, you know, you're, you're in the, the restaurant with someone, the waiter makes a mistake, and instead of gentle, gently calling the waiter over and say, you know what, I ordered this instead of that, you know, the person makes comments that are insultive or rude or belittling to 
the waiter. If you're dating someone and you're seeing these kinds of insensitivity, you know, whereas you are going in your in yourself, you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't deal with it like that. You know, oh, this poor young waiter is probably their first day in the job and they're making a mistake and they're probably nervous. And this person has no regard for that person's feeling. And especially if you see this happening in a number of different settings, then it's important for you to make note of that. Because in the same way that this person is displaying a lack of regard for the feelings of others, and yes, they may do it under the pretense of standing up for you, making sure that you're looked after and you get what you need, eventually it will backfire. And you're going to have the same thing happening to you. Because that was going to be my next question. Why does it matter if they're doing it to the waiter or to the guy passing them on the highway or the woman that butted them in line? If they're treating me well, why should I care? Right. And that's how, what, that's how some people look at it. Mm-hmm. And so for people who are exhibiting these behaviors, what is it showing that's going on within them? Absolutely. I think when when you see these these signs happening, you could be dealing with someone who is narcissistic, for example. And I've seen a lot of these situations where these simple simple signs were simple but important signs were overlooked. And it turned out to, to be that this person was was a narcissist and you, you get deeper in the relationship and you start realizing that this person only cares about themselves. They're in love with themselves. They, they don't care about anyone else's feelings. So if someone can find it that easily, find it that easy to be rude to others, then it, it, it gives you an indication of what's going on in their heart because the same way that they're, they, they find it that easy, as I said before, it's going to start happening to you and you could be dealing with a narcissist. And it's so sad that I see people who spend 8, 10 years, 15 years into marriages that they eventually had to leave because it was so toxic because the person is so, is so very selfish. And when, you start, when I start asking these questions about what happened during court, courtship and so forth, these kind of things would come out. This person was insensitive to 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 waitresses. They had no regard for some of their family members. They had broken relationships with very significant family members. They haven't spoken to their mother. Their mothers are, they haven't spoken to to significant other family members for years and everyone else is wrong and they have no feeling for how, no, no concern for how they're hurting these other people. And I think that's a sign that something is, that should be a red flag that something is wrong. So with the time we have remaining, is there anything else that you've seen over your years? You said 10,000 hours or something crazy of counseling sessions that you've identified as a theme that's sort of a red flag people should be looking for. Yes, I think when, you, when we, we, we see also, the, if you're dating a person and you, you find out that this person has no interest in your life. In other words, they don't ask you about your 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 dreams, your 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 job. Especially this can start from the very first date sometimes. Where this person you're on a date with this person, they're talking all about themselves, about what they do, and there's very little time for you to to, to have an input about what you do. Then it, it it's a red flag because again you're dealing with someone there who is very self centered. And so it, this could also take the form of you, the, you're, 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 you're in a certain hobby, for example, and you're passionate and excited about this hobby. And this person never asks you, like, 
how, for example, if it's a game that you play, how did your game go? Did you, did you win? Did your team do well? Did you enjoy it? These are signs that this person might be self-centered. And so if you're seeing this, you should pay attention to it because this is going to take on different forms later on in marriage. So for my count, we have five signs that you've identified. I'm sure you could probably give many, many more from all your experiences. But with these five, is there one that stands out above the rest as being more concerning? Are they all concerning? So basically, if someone's listening there and they've said, oh, I've got some of these, maybe not all of them. Yeah, or, hopefully not all. <laughs> or I've got this one, should I be concerned? Like, where? How do these flush out in terms of severity? Well, I think they're all very important signs, right? And so... If you if you see, for example, if you see someone who, who isolates, it, it's no less important than someone who is being rude in the restaurant because I think they they all have the potential to indicate very, very serious thing in a relationship. And these signs, uh, these signs are, are red flags. They're they're warning signs. And I, I find it strange that a lot of people will say. How can I know? It's so hard to find the right person. When you start questioning them, they are seeing these things. So as it as it says in, in Proverbs 1, verse 20, that wisdom cries in the street. In the market square, wisdom raises her voice. The problem is that sometimes we are so deeply in love and passionate about what we want. And there are the sides to these relationships that feel so good that we are not willing to listen to the voice of wisdom because we want to go straight ahead into in, into into these relationships. And so we are willing to sacrifice these red flags. So again, there is none that is more important than others. I think they're all important and you should pay attention if you see any of these red flags in your relationship. And when do these things show up? Does it take time for these to develop? Should we maybe taking a not a break, but pausing a little bit on our relationships to see if these develop? Right. I, I guess that's the next important point, Melissa, because uh, some of these things don't show up until months into into dating, sometimes uh, six months to a year. So that is very important for you not to rush ahead and make big commitments in relationship because someone can put on a mask and they can be nice and polite in restaurants. But if deep down they they have this capacity to be rude, if you're with them long enough, you're going to start seeing these cracks. And so it's it's important to give yourself time to 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 notice these signs. And because many people who have made these mistakes, sometimes they, they go ahead too quick. Either they see these signs and they ignore them or they jumped right ahead into a committed relationship before seeing these signs. And so if people are beginning to see these signs, um what should they do? But before you ask that, I actually have another question for you. What about Christians and dating? Because do Christians show these signs sometimes? Because I know for many people in Christian circles, being a Christian is like box number one in terms of starting a relationship. Well, do you, I, do you I, see I this think, in Christian relationships? Just to, 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 to break down my answer in part, I think being a Christian is important, right? And we shouldn't ignore that if you're a Christian and you want someone that has similarities to you and you have things in common. But I think the problem becomes when Christianity is the only box, 
where there are some people that go, oh, he's a Christian or she's a Christian. Thank God they go to church every Sunday and they carry a big Bible. Yeah, you know, we are going to live happily ever after. But sadly enough, I think these things that I am talking about comes from mostly Christian couples that I have seen. These are, and I'm not talking about people who are worldly people. These, pe- these signs that I have identified are Christian marriages or people who have met in church or people who, who you know, have, have, have met, have met in, in the youth group and have grown up in church or, or they, they met at convention and then these things uh, became a part of the relationship. So being a Christian doesn't exempt you from being vigilant and to look out for these signs. And so if you are seeing these signs, what should they do? So if you are seeing these signs, it's very important for you to take pause and begin to to ask questions and observe and maybe speak to someone about what you're what you're seeing. Get get a second opinion and get help because if if someone is displaying these signs, you should you should be be very careful before you move ahead to commit to this relationship. So counseling could be a good step as well. So before you go ahead, if you if you're with someone who is not showing any interest in your life and you have talked about it and they still continue the same way before you make any commitment you should be able to you should get help before you do that so if you want to reach out to us we encourage you to give us a call at 613-699-1677 or visit our website at elamcounselingministry.com yes and on that lovely note we have come to the end of today's show so Again, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. We're praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <music>